So I'm like, all right, I like went and like trained and I know how to do this. I'm doing a few just like with the bar. And then I put the weights on it. I'm like, all right, like I got this. I literally go, I snatch and I just fall. Like I just, (laughs) just like fall right back. Welcome to the Bar Bend Podcast, where we talk to the smartest athletes, coaches, and minds from around the world of strength. I'm your host, David Thomas Tao, and this podcast is presented by Barbench.com. Today, I'm talking to my friend, Angela Gargano, who is a bit of an OG in the fitness space. She's competed on American Ninja Warrior multiple times. She's earned the title of Miss Fitness USA, and she's also a serial fitness entrepreneur. She joins me from Austin, Texas, which just might be the best city in America for fitness pros and enthusiasts alike. Let's find out why. Angela, thanks for joining me again. The really interesting thing about this is the last time you were on the podcast, we recorded in person right before the pandemic, and you were the last person we recorded a like live and we're both sitting down across from each other bar band podcast with. That was two and a half years ago. That's so wild. I feel like time has flown so much. And I can't believe I remember that as like literally when we're, I was kind of thinking like, oh, this is not going to be a big deal. Like nothing's really going to happen. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, everything's closed. <laughs> well, I remember as you were walking out of the building, like we walked out of the building together and we were like, do we like high five, fist bump or hug? Like, is this... Like, is this okay? We didn't know how like COVID was spread, really. Yeah, it was super confusing time. So interesting. Um, I loved where your office was, though. That's my favorite spot in Dumbo. That street was like one of like the signature spots that I love going to when I come back to the city. You and every influencer on Instagram who's ever who's <laughs> ever visited Brooklyn loved that spot because like that w- we moved in there. Okay, that office. For those who don't know. The old Barbend office was on this block in Brooklyn that's like right by the water and the Manhattan Bridge kind of like cuts across the block sort of, at least the eye line. And it is that image that everyone on Instagram takes like on that street, which by the way, is an active street with like cars. So everyone who's taking photos there like stops traffic. It's really annoying. When we moved into that office, that like wasn't a thing. But like a year into our residency in that office, that became a thing. And suddenly there were like, 4,000 tourists there every day at any given time. Yeah, that's definitely me. I was that person doing the handstands in the middle of the road, the cars like beeping at me and stuff like that. I don't understand why they just don't shut the street down like that one section. They probably could do that and it'd probably be fine. They did. They actually did. They actually ended up doing that just because it oh, got they did. for a little oh. while because it got like so bad yeah. uh, that like it just it was backing up traffic for like miles because people couldn't really go through the street. Anyway, so yeah. if you see your favorite fitness influencers come to New York and take those shots and you see one with like a big blue bridge in the background. That was right where the barbend office was. And I'm sure Angela has a bunch of photos of her doing like handstands there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. So where are you? We're, we're not in, I'm in Brooklyn right now. I stuck around. You're not in Brooklyn. Where are you right now? I'm actually in Austin, Texas. Um, I stuck it through for most of that pandemic in, I was living in the Upper East Side. So I stayed through everything like the protests like all the stuff and then i finally was just like enough of this like i'm tired of being in my little cooped up in my apartment um i went up moving in new jersey close to my mom for a little bit but then i wound up selling everything i own <laughs> and just becoming nomadic because i was like why not i mean i have the opportunity to do it right now like why not um i do everything virtually so 
I traveled all around the world, which is really cool, and um, decided to make my home base here in Austin, Texas, which I'm loving so much. It's very much a big, there's a big fitness community here. Yeah, tell us about the fitness community in Austin, because I think that like my impression years ago was that like, okay, Onnit was based there. There were a few equipment companies based there. Um, I think Kettlebell Kings might have well, is based there or something like that. But like, tell us about the fitness community in, in Austin because I kind of knew it through the lens of oh, there are these companies and brand partners uh, that we work with, and then I spent some time there, and it's like it's it's an interesting culture. What's interesting is I feel like it's an amazing fitness culture. Also, everyone's very, very nice. Everyone's trying to connect and trying to create community. It can kind of be a little overwhelming sometimes. But not only do you have on it, which is an amazing spot to train. I love their programming there. There's also gyms like like kind of grungy gyms that I love. Um, Squash Fitness, which is like an inside outside gym, which I love going to. They have great community events that they're always holding there as well. There's also, I think, Fringe Sport. The Fringe Sport was there too. I think it's Fringe, right? That's like another equipment company or whatever. But they had a gym for a while. There's also Lyft ATX. There's now Collective, which is kind of like, if you used to live in the city, it's kind of like a performance house, but like way bigger type of situation. So there's now all these gyms opening up. What's really cool about it is everybody's really craving community. So there's just community events and fitness events happening all the time like literally like every single day you can find a community event or fitness event to be doing everyone's doing that everyone's ice bathing saunaing it's literally just like the most fit area ever so do people just like not work they just go to community events and they're just (laughs) and they're just independently wealthy so austin is is really big there's a lot of tech here now so everyone like basically moved from san francisco i feel like to here so all the tech stuff is here so there's a lot of tech sales i call them the tech bros there's a lot of like tech bros here <laughs> so they've got tech bros here um and a lot of entrepreneurs are here as well because they all moved here for the same reason there's a great community and a lot of people are are, are entrepreneurs and fit and healthy and things along those lines so yeah a lot of people are working for themselves here besides the tech situation I think you forgot the biggest reason that people in tech and entrepreneurs move to Texas. Why is that? No state taxes. Oh yeah, yeah, that's true. No, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, I've, I, I've, I, I like, like, I love, like, what you say about community. That's great. What you say about, and like, it begets itself, right? The community as the community grows, like, it becomes more of its own draw. But like, let's be real. Why are like, why were a lot of these original folks moving there? Yeah, they don't have to pay state. Ta- they don't have to pay state taxes. It's way more expensive now, though. Like there is a lot of now apartments that are basically New York City rent wise, at least now that have gotten because everyone's moving here, so they can do whatever they want. <laughs> so how how are you? When you move to Austin, obviously you have a pretty big following. You've been in the fitness space in different fitness spaces for a for a while. You're not just like you didn't just show up and you're like I should try fitness. Yeah. But like what what. How, how did you start getting plugged in to the fitness scene there? And like, how do you find out about these events that are going on kind of all the time? Yeah. So what's interesting is oh, I actually started coming here even, you know, during my travels, but even before that. And I was coming because you could work out here during the pandemic. So I'm like, I can go to on it. So I was actually going to on it like three days a week, just paying the drop-in fee, getting my workout on. And I started to meet people there. What's really cool is when you're going to these classes and going to these gyms, Everybody is like so like literally that friendly where they'll literally invite you to come to the park after they'll invite you to come do the next thing. So it's actually really easy just by going to these classes, you're getting invited to the next thing and everyone actually shows up 
and it, it's crazy. So that's like really how I got plugged in with a lot of these things. Um, and there's, again, there's a lot of community events, but a lot of them are just from going to the gym and meeting the people. In the sauna too, you meet a lot of people. I don't know if you ever heard of like sauna talk, but when you're in the sauna, like people are talking about all sorts of stuff in there, whether it be business or some weird stuff or like you might get in there. But a lot of times they're also inviting you to do things within the community. So it's literally just going to the places, which is pretty wild. What is the... Okay, actually, I don't want to get either of us in trouble. What are some examples of strange sauna conversations? It's very (laughs) hot. You're sweating. When yeah, I go to a sauna, I, mean, I feel very vulnerable because I'm in just a hot box. Yeah, exactly. With you definitely just get some interesting people in there with like, in- especially being in Austin, you know, people are talking about like psychedelics or like some weird thing that they're doing right now, some weird retreat they're going on, which is again, not, I don't mean to say weird, but it's like, it's like interesting. So you're in there and you'll get a like interesting group of people um, that you'll feel. So it won't just be entrepreneurship, but you do meet, fa- I've met some like literally multi-millionaire billionaire founders in the saunas like that you talk to and you're like oh i didn't even know that you did that it's really cool but again there's also like all sorts of other things it seems like there's a lot of psychedelic type stuff happening in austin as well so you'll hear all these interesting stories or things they're doing have you organized any of your own events or meetups in austin so i haven't yet only because i mean i i feel like in a way I can call myself an OG. Like I've been doing that for so long. Like I was doing that in Rhode Island, like every weekend, like I was hosting events in Rhode Island and things along those lines. So while it seems a little bit newer to some of the people here who are creating them, like I used to do that. I am hosting an all females event in September at a gym, just because we wanted to kind of bring the, I wanted to bring like the New York city style type workout situation, but it's going to be like an, yeah, all females try and get them empowered and, and focus on their strong. Um, and I'm also going to be doing some pull-up workshops in the area because people keep wanting to learn their pull-ups. I'm like, might as well do it in person now. But I haven't gone too crazy with it. Um, again, I think it's just because I've done it all already. That sounds really weird to say, but I've just done it. I've done it so much before everything, before all this was like a thing. So I'm curious. So the dynamic of I have not. So I don't get invited to a lot of women-only fitness events, which is a, <laughs> which is which is a good which is a good like that that means that the invites are going to the right people and not going to the wrong people. That's not the first time you've, you've done that, organized something like that, or been involved in something like that. Tell me why, or tell us why you, you focus on some of those events that are kind of just for, just for women, how that kind of changes the dynamic, the, the vibe, and, and you know, kind of like why and, and, and what is the outcome? Of, of doing yes. that. So a lot of these gyms that you're going to, like they're they're kind of broy, obviously, mm. right? So to me, like I don't mind walking in there. Like I'm very much like one of the guys. It's like not a big deal. For a lot of females, they look at these gyms, and although to me I'm feeling like that friendliness and and things along those lines, they get very intimidated, right? You walk towards the gym, you see all these shirtless guys like working out, doing all this crazy stuff. Where again, when you go up to them, they're the nicest people ever, but from the outside looking in, it can be super intimidating. So a lot of my goals with these these fitness, all women fitness events is literally to bring them into it. Obviously there's not males in there, but show the friendliness and show that we are there to support them and that these women in these gyms do exist. So they're not as intimidated and they are excited to get into the gym. Cause again, it can be very, very scary and intimidating. They could go in and be like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm what if I'm doing this wrong? What if someone's looking at me? So you want to kind of try and get people to feel accepted and excited to come into the gym. So that's why we do a lot with the women. And it does, it does change the dynamic a lot when you have, you know, these strong women coming in and supporting you. 
And like I said, after a lot of times they are way more inspired to go into a gym, maybe on their own without another female with mm-hmm. them because we have brought them in. So I think there's a big, th- it's, it's kind of like, as soon as you get them in there, like they're in, but you have to almost like lure them in with like an all female type of event to get them excited about it a- again. And like I said, people are craving, uh, being with people, especially mm-hmm. after the pandemic right now. So people are really craving that community, that actual connection. So that's another reason why we are bringing it together. But I really just want people to be not intimidated and scared to go into the gym. Right now on social media, I'm getting really irritated because there's so much like hate going on to different movements and things. And people are using that to like get views and get exciting. But they, but what they don't realize is by them doing that, by them saying, don't use a stability ball. It's like the worst thing ever. And this is why and kicking it and being all dramatic about it. You're in, you're now making that female who might've been using that stability ball. Sca- she's now scared to come to the gym because she's scared. Someone's going to be looking at her and being like, Oh, well you're using a stability ball. You're doing it all wrong. Like type of situation. So that's another thing that I'm trying to move away from is making sure that people realize that they are welcomed into the gym. If you're just moving, that's a win. Like that's a win. Get started there. And then you can like fine tune all the stuff later. So there's a lot of reasons why um, we were trying to bring a bunch of the females together. Are are you getting compensated by the stability ball lobby to say this? No, no. Is this sneaky product placement, Angela? No, I got so irritated though. I saw this post from someone I actually looked up to. I'm not going to say it. And I got so irritated by it. And it was not, I get if you're not, you know, you don't like the stability ball. You don't like the BOSU ball. I get it. Whatever. It's like, maybe it's not the tool you would ultimately use, but to some people, if you if you're doing it a certain way and you're fully bashing it to the point where people are like, now like I was using that and now I don't know if I should like now they go into the gym, they don't even know if they should touch a dumbbell because like are they supposed to use it? I'm not really sure. Like it, it gets them really scared. And I saw the comments on the bottom from that, from people being like, Oh wow, like I don't know. Now I'm scared to go into the gym. So I think that I got a little bit irritated on that because I want people to be welcomed and be just by them showing up there, no matter what they're doing, like I'm happy. <laughs> You used to own a gym. I did. In in the old days. Not that and by the way, in the old days, in I don't mean it, I don't mean it was like decades ago, right? Yeah. Just to just to clarify here. So yeah. you used to own a gym. You you don't own a gym now. Would you ever own or operate a gym again? No, never. <laughs> why why is that? I would never own one again, not because it, I honestly I'm obsessed with the people. The people were great. I had such an amazing community there. But when you own a gym, you're not just owning a gym. You're literally the accountant, you're, you're the janitor, you're worrying about the hiring, and then you can't really go anywhere because that's your home base. And for some people, that's perfect. For people, especially who have like families and they're like, oh, I, I own this gym. This is like my family like gym and I'm going to be here. For someone like me, I want to be traveling around doing things and that's not going to, like, if you have a gym, I'm not going to be able to do that. So I would would never personally own a gym again. I do see why people do it. I see the amazing community you can create upon it if you're ready to, like, stay in one place. But when you own it, you ultimately need to be there. Okay. What is the... Do you think that's something that, like, people aren't super aware of? All the, the fact that there are all these other, like, ancillary jobs that come with owning a facility? Absolutely. I mean, I think that even not only a facility, but even like a business owner, like you don't realize all the other extra things you have to do. Like I was just training people. And then I got a big following in Rhode Island. Then I was like, oh, what's the next step? Obviously, like in my head, I'm like, obviously you open a gym. Like I just kind of thought that. And I didn't, I did not think about all the other things that I would be having to do and kind of learning it all the way and wearing all the hats at once. Because yeah. 
when you're doing the business, no matter what, most of the time you're starting the business and you are literally wearing them all hats at once until you make enough where you can outsource it and pay somebody else to do it. But ultimately at the beginning, you're not making enough. In the gym, a lot of times you're not making money for like, what is it like three years, they say? Like you don't actually make any money um, on the gym because you're literally like, it's it's just you're paying all the other stuff. Um, so I think that it's important for people to know that when they jump into it. Again, I didn't know. I was fine, but I decided I didn't want to do it anymore. But yes, you wear a lot of hats and I don't think people are aware of that. And even on the online space, you're not aware that when you join the online space, you're not just coaching. Like, now you probably have to create the courses that you're making. You have to do the marketing. You have to do, you know, uh, client retention and talking to them and, and cancellations and all sorts of stuff that you don't normally think that is actually going to happen. And so you get into it. Well, running any business in the fitness space is, I mean, it's still a business, right? There are still all these, there's still accounting that needs to be done, taxes that need to be paid, like business licenses that need to be applied for and renewed, you know, it depends. And there are all these like state regulations too, like owning and operating a gym in New York is different than in Texas because there are different local and city regulations and all this sort of thing. I'm, I'm having flashbacks because like there are a lot of extra hoops. New York always has extra hoops for, oh, yeah. through for some reason. Worse. Yeah. But okay. Let's. Pull it back a little bit, and we're not gonna go, we're not gonna dive into like owning gym horror stories because I know you can talk about that for hours. What are some trends that you do like in the online fitness space these days? Because we talked a little bit about things that might be a little toxic or might be a little bit like combative, which is fine. Like, hey, we need to talk about those. We need to identify those. Like, some people like arguing online. They're always gonna find space to argue online. What are some like? things that you see online or trends in the fitness space that might not have existed previously. And you're like, wow, that's actually really good. Or I really dig that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm liking that I'm seeing a lot more like, so again, we're seeing the bashing, but then we're also seeing people do some great stuff with education mm. wise, so that people are understanding different movements. I think some of the, like one of the persons that took off obviously was like knees over toes guy. Like he's massive right now with all the stuff he's doing. But if you go on his page, he's, you know, walking through educating you, allowing people to actually understand some of the movements and things along those lines. So I do like that a lot of it, even on TikTok right now has been coming like educational based, which I know you're like an SEO master. Like people are now going on TikTok and they're searching yep. for things that they can get tutorials on because they're a little bit easier to understand and you know they make them kind of fun and things along those lines. So I am really enjoying that. That's personally the direction I'm going with mine. If you go on my page, a lot of it is education. Like, hey, let me let me walk you through these couple movements that would be really beneficial for your core and why. And then I go through all of it. And then people are saving that like, wow, I didn't know that. That's really great. So I'm really enjoying the actual educational content that's coming out of a lot of this stuff right now. What about like, what are some areas of content that you haven't explored or like you've only touched on a little bit that you want to dive deeper into? Okay. So, I mean, I guess for me, I mean, my, I have like pillars on my thing. So I'm like, I'm literally only talking about pull-ups, core mindset, and that's basically it. So what about leg? What about leg day, Angela? I have okay. I have talked about leg day a little bit, but everyone knows that I hate leg day um, because <laughs> of my two ACL tears. So it's definitely super hard for me. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely anytime that I have somebody message me a question on certain movements and things along those lines, I can literally take their exact question and I make content based on it mm. to answer it. So it's like a better way of answering them. So instead of you answering that same question a hundred times, you can like say, Hey, refer to this video or go and do this. So, but yeah, I always say within my content pillar, some of the stuff I want to do more of, which I was telling my friend about, I want to do some more like funny, like comedy stuff um, on there actually. 
Um, because I think that it's, it, it could be relatable, especially for people who are having certain things happen. Like, for example, like when you do your Bulgarian split, split squat, right? Like how annoying is it to set it up sometimes? Like you're putting oh, your foot on the bench and you're like hopping all over the place. So I kind of want to do some comedy things that are going to allow people to be like, oh yeah, I've done that. And like, okay, I don't feel so bad anymore because like it happens to everybody. The most, yeah, first off, Bulgarian split squats. I was literally, I was doing them earlier this week. I was like, oh, this is the, I get the best response from these, right? Like I, like I can, I make so like so much progress in everything else if I'm incorporating these in my training regularly. And they're the worst thing. They're the my <laughs> least, they're like, I can, I'd rather run like two miles sometimes than do a set of like 10 Bulgarian split squats on each leg. Because I feel like I'm gonna die. <laughs> I feel like they never get easier. Personally, I mean, I don't know if it's just like my legs. They don't. I know how good though. They're so beneficial. Um, but yeah, you always feel them, and I don't know if they. Yeah, like, they don't know if they ever get easier. It's it's so weird. Like every time I do, I was doing like sets of like eight or ten on each leg earlier this week, and it's not like I don't train. It's not like I don't train endurance, right? It's not like I don't train those metabolic pathways, but I just like sat down after and like couldn't catch my breath. I was like, <laughs> "What is wrong? Like, what is wrong with me?" You know, like I could go run a five k or go sprint, like do two hundred meter sprints, and it wouldn't affect me like this. I'm so glad you brought that up. I just needed to vent, basically. I needed to vent uh, publicly. No, absolutely. That, that's what I'm saying. I feel like the comedy of some of these things that are happening that you are personally experiencing in the gym. Like, I want to put that out there so people totally get it. Like the fact that like people look at both of us and they're like, wow, they're really strong and they're doing all this stuff. No one looks at me and says that, by the way, just to clarify, no one looks at me and says that. They look at you. They look at you. Yeah. But but they'll, they'll, they'll be like, oh, they're still having the same feeling that I'm having about these or even about like running, right? Like for me, all this stuff with the legs, like running is always so hard for me. Even as much as I train it, like my legs are so little, I'm just not as fast as like a lot of people and to allow people to understand that and see that or one of the ones that I really want to make this is actually really funny have you ever done those like you're in like a I don't know if you go to fitness classes but you're like in a fitness class or you're doing core movements and you're sweating a decent amount so like the mat is like kind of squeaking so it kind of sounds like you're it's like a like kind of sounds like a fart like type of thing I can't believe you said the f word on this podcast I I can't believe it so it kind of sounds like that. And you're looking around and you're like, oh my God, I hope someone doesn't think that like, I actually just did that because my it's, it's, it's you're like, it's the mat. I swear it's the mat. It's not me. <laughs> All right. What is your most, I will share some too. I'm not going to ask you this without being willing to share. Okay. What are some very embarrassing fitness moments you've had in the gym? Like where other people see it happen? Oh man, I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously, I, I definitely. Wait, go ahead. I'll start off with one, just because, yeah, like, I, off, like that's yeah. a that's a big question. And if you're gonna, if I'm asking this. you to be vulnerable, I'll be vulnerable. Okay. Okay. I was in a yoga class. It's funny you bring up the slippery mat thing. I was in a yoga class a few weeks ago. A buddy of mine was 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 teaching the was teaching it, and I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'll um I do it fairly regularly, and I'd never been to the facility before, and it was a, a pretty it was kind of an intermediate class, like intermediate hour long practice and like we're, we're moving through it we're, we're flowing like everyone's sweating i'm sweating more than everyone else i just happen to be a pretty sweaty person and toward the end of the class like my mat is, is covered in sweat but i'm hanging in there right i'm hanging in there with like some seasoned yogis and we move to wheel pose and the instructor my buddy's like if you want no pressure everyone i know it's not not for everyone but like you can 
we'll move from a bridge to a wheel if you would like. And I was like, I'm going to show these people. Like, I can do a wheel pose. That's great. Like, I'm going to show, I'm, I'm the newbie here, but I'm going to show up and I'm going to do it. And my mat was so slippery that I went from the bridge and then I put my hands. If you don't know what wheel pose is, folks, you're going to have to look it up. I put my hands like a bridge. Behind, behind my head to like actually go in, you know, to extend my arms and go into the wheel. But my mat was so slippery, I get halfway up and my hands just slip. And my, like, I fall, de- my upper back just hits the mat with like the loudest thud in the world. And everyone just was like, we're going to ignore this. We're going to ignore this guy because it's not like I can't do it. It's just, I, I was just, I didn't expect that part of my mat to be that sweaty. And it was the loudest, sweatiest thud in the world. I was mortified. Okay. That I started off. You got to give me one now. I love that. Right. Cause it's like, it's like now people are like, okay, like the, someone's probably listening to me like, yeah, like I've totally done that. Especially when you're on like doing yoga and you're, you, like you said, you're sweating on the mat. So you're, you can't literally do anything because you're just sleeping. You're slipping on your sweat, especially on like the hot yoga. Wow. I've had a bunch of embarrassing gym modus. Honestly, I'm gonna, I have two that come to mind. Number one, I was, I was doing a lift session with um, Eric Hinman. Do you know him? He's like insane. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's like a, what does he used to do? I think he used to do like Ironmans and stuff like that. So I'm in Colorado and I had learned how to snatch uh, like with a barbell, which I was super excited about like a while back. And he was doing something in the workout was like snatches or whatever. So I'm like, all right, I like went and like trained and I know, I know how to do this. I'm doing a few just like with the bar and then I put the weights on it. I'm like, all right, like I got this. I literally go, I snatch and I just fall. Like I just, <laughs> just like oh, with the barbell still in your hand, with it, it just fall right back, like completely back. I'm like sitting there just like, oh my God, like I'm, I like, this is so embarrassing. I did, and it was so unexpected. Cause in my mind, I'm like, I'm going to get it like straight up, like no big deal. It's totally fine. But yeah, I didn't even just, I didn't even drop it. I literally just fell back like with it, like landed back on the bar and looked around and I was like, awesome. So that was, that was great. And I have to say the second one is, uh, I was lifting, I always lift with guys. Oh my God. I'm always lifting with dudes. I was doing some, a workout with some dudes the other day and I dropped the 45 pound plate on my foot. Um, and I was doing the training barefoot and I didn't want to like seem like it was like a big deal, but like in my mind, I'm like, holy shit, like, did I break my foot? Like what just happened? But I slid the plate off and it went right under my foot and I'm just like, nope, it's fine. It's fine. And then later on, I looked down, my foot is like super swollen. They're like, are you sure it's fine? Like, it looks pretty like messed up. I'm like, no, it's cool. Everything's fine. <laughs> it's totally cool. Did you, are, how is your foot now? It's honestly fine. Thank goodness. I iced it a lot, but it's still like I got a big bruise on it. Um, But they were like totally freaked out. I'm like, no, we're cool. Everything's fine. Like it's not, not a big deal. <laughs> Here's another one I'll offer just because you gave two stories. I'll offer, I'll offer one. Okay. So I was, this was, this was years ago. This was probably like eight or nine years ago. I was doing, I had belt squats in my programming, but I was at a gym that didn't have a belt squat machine. Right. And I was like, oh, I don't need a belt squat machine. So I'll just use a, a belt, like a weight belt that you would use for like weighted dips or weighted pull-ups. I'll just load it up with a bunch of bunch of bumper plates and I'll get up on two boxes, like two plyo boxes, and I'll just squat so that the weight hangs down between those plyo boxes. That is actually a pretty good if you don't have a belt squat machine, like that that's actually what a belt squat kind of like originally was, right? But a belt squat machine, it's just much safer and easier to set up. But I had this whole complicated setup and I got like a probably a couple hundred pounds, like hanging between my legs and I'm doing these belt squats on this plyo box. I'm like 24 inches off the ground. Right. And a buddy of mine walks in the gym and says, Oh, Hey David. And I turn at like end of my set and I've got, you know, call it 200 pounds hanging. 
right off this belt and i turn to like not even like wave but just because someone said my name and in doing that at the end of the set my legs retired like the weight just shifted enough like a pendulum to where it just like pulled me off the setup and i just fell 24 inches to the ground with like 200 pounds of bumper plates hanging between my legs and i actually thought as i was tipping over i was like this is it this is where i die like <laughs> i i remember it was this it felt like the slow-mo fall where i was like my whole life flash i was like it's like this is where i if not die like get catastrophically injured and my friend sees it happen and comes over, like running over. It's like, are you okay? And I was like lying on the ground trying to feel all my individual body parts. Like, am I okay? Am I okay? Am I okay? And then it was really embarrassing because he had to help me unstrap and like get out of this weight belt setup I had. <laughs> You're like, so can you like get me out of this? Yeah. Can you like <laughs> get me out of this? Like, I'm just like stuck <laughs> on the ground, like a mass of limbs and chains and bumper plates. <laughs> So that's up there as well. But I fortunately, love stories. I mean, there's got to be people who are after who are listening to this being like, yo, I have a story that's like absolutely insane. Also, thank God I wasn't like doing it right next to a rack. I could have like hit my head or hit something like there was just, I just landed on like, you know, the rubber floor. And it's still, don't get me wrong, it hurt like hell. And I was, I was probably, I'm sure if it happened any other way, I could have actually been really injured. But yeah, that was, that was embarrassing because not only did like my buddy see that, he then had to like, help me untangle from this mess of, <laughs> of, of, of it was it was bad it was bad anyway i love it uh angela just like that we're coming up toward the end here where can people follow along with what you're doing events you're speaking at programs you're releasing online all that sort of stuff yeah so the uh, just follow me on instagram at angela underscore gargano and feel free to like send me your if you i always tell people after i do podcasts like feel free to send me a message if you've listened to this maybe you have an embarrassing story you want to share with us or something like that let us or let us know if there's a takeaway that you got from here um or you can also go to my website www.angela-gargano.com that's where you can find literally all my programs i have i have pull-up programs core programs um anything for like the speaking events if you ever want me to come in to speak on um on injuries or i allowed to do a lot of speaking for females especially to help them with getting empowered not only in the gym but just in life in general um so you can just contact me on there amazing angela always a pleasure appreciate you catching up yeah <laughs>